0: What is up, you wonderful, beautiful, fantastic people of the world. This is Ashley Campbell's Daily Encouragement. You guys, today we're gonna be talking about what what did I title this? Are you empty? What the heck was Jesus talking about with a divided house? We're gonna talk about all that today, you guys. I think it's really, really important. It's kind of stemming from some videos that I've been doing on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of working on some other content right now. And uh, I'm not gonna get into it, but uh the thing I'm talking about today is carrying off of a conversation I had on Facebook yesterday. So, YouTube, you guys be sure to go check out my page, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, and uh, check out the stuff I've been chatting about um, on that page. So, th- by the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be June 28th, 2023. And today, I just want to ask you guys are you empty? This is a really important question because Jesus brings it up in um, the whole light when he's talking about a house divided against itself. And so I want to kind of just break down the scenario a little bit about what was going on around that sin- sin- situation. So Jesus was like literally casting out demons. And, you know, one thing I've noticed about this is a demon and an unclean spirit are synonymous. They mean the same thing. So we're, I'm going to be doing a whole nother video talking about that because I think a lot of times when people think about demons, it's just like this entity that it's like scary, but... Nobody really thinks about how you could possibly even be influenced by that. And uh, I don't think it's um, a coincidence that they refer to demons as unclean spirits. So I think it's important that we start asking some questions. What does it mean to have an unclean spirit? What is a spirit? What does it mean if it's unclean? Can we be influenced by demons? I mean, this this is stuff we should ask ourselves. And not just Christians, people in general. As I shared yesterday, you know, there's this conversation that's been popping up. You know around the community right just social media um you know our transgender is the transgender community being influenced by demons because they use pronouns right and uh, so i've been looking into that in the bible right as far as like is there any relevancy to that you know how do demons refer to themselves and and just trying to really understand if there's any truth to what people are saying in, in regards to that and you know as i was digging you know doing some digging yesterday in that topic i realized that You know it isn't just the transgender community that um would be influenced by demons there are other communities out there right people groups of people that are you know either being possessed or have been influenced that are being completely ignored does that make sense because it looks so freaking common it looks like something that we're so we see so naturally for example you know people that are are deaf or mute right? These things. And, you know, so all I'm saying is there are other communities of people out there that are being oppressed by demonic influences that we may be overlooking just because we've gotten so used to seeing these things, right? It's not. And I think the reason that so many people are discerning that something's, you know, wait, what a second. Why are people transitioning? What's up with this transgender stuff is because it's something that hasn't been super common right this is maybe in the last five years that it's been super popular for young people to go have a sex change so people are are asking the question what what what's going on here right so that's a good thing i'm glad that we're actually getting inquisitive to these things however what about the bigger picture right so we'll talk about that another time you guys today i just want to share with you the whole idea of being an empty vessel so if you guys let's start with matthew 12. all right so Jesus had just gotten done it says then one was brought to him who was demon possessed blind and mute interesting right and he healed him so that the blind man blind and mute man both spoke and saw and all the multitudes were amazed and said could this be the son of David now when the Pharisees heard it they said this fellow does not cast out demons except by Belzebub the ruler of the demons so the fact that Jesus is healing people who were demon possessed, blind and mute, right? Now, all of a sudden, the Pharisees are accusing him of casting out demons by the prince of demons, all right? So let's move on. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Bezabal, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. So let's move on. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. All right. So let's just kind of ponder this for just a second. Jesus is making the point. Every kingdom against itself will not stand. Satan can't be divided against Satan. He goes, if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Bezalbulb, he's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. If I'm casting out demons by this dude, Bezebulb is giving me the authority to cast out demons, by whom, who do your sons cast them out? So if I've been given authority by Bezebulb to cast out demons, who's giving you your authority? Think about this. The authority that they were claiming was given to them was by God. But wait a second, how would God be against himself? (laughs) He's not gonna be, but since they are accusing him of being a part of the kingdom of Satan. He's like, well, whom do yours? Who, who, how do you cast out demons? Who's giving you your authority to cast out demons? Because if you're telling me I'm doing it by Satan, how are you doing it? If we're both right, does that make sense? You guys? So, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Right? He's like, first of all, a kingdom will cannot be divided against itself. Satan will not cast out Satan or his kingdom will not stand. However, If God has given me the authority, he's the whom, right, to cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus is saying, I'm operating from a different kingdom, obviously. I'm not operating in the kingdom of Satan because Satan's kingdom isn't divided and he's casting out the ones who are part of Satan's kingdom. Does that make sense? So he's therefore not a part of it. So, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, here's another interesting point. or He's like, okay, fine. If you don't get that, listen to this. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? If you're going to go rob somebody, don't you have to bind that person first before you can take their goods? Jesus is making the point that he cannot, he has to bind the strong man in order to plunder him. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house he who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters. So let me, let me go over here to Mark three really quick. Cause I'm looking for the scripture cause Jesus is talking about that same thing. But if you guys notice when you read the gospels, that it is, um, they're all different accounts, right? Same story, different perspective. So 322, let me see if I can find you guys bear with me. Okay. So if a kingdom is divided against itself, the king cannot stand. If a house divided against itself cannot stand. If Satan has risen up against him, he cannot stand. No one can enter a strong man's house unless he's plundered. Okay. Um, assuredly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, but he who blasphemies against the Holy spirit, um, I'm wondering, hold on a second. You guys, let me look at my notes from yesterday. Let me back it up just a little bit. Okay. Matthew 12, Matthew two, 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 two. Okay. Matthew 12, 22, that's what I thought. That's where I'm at. All right, let's back it up. Matthew 12, 22. that's 25. Matthew 12, 22. Hmm. No, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. I was looking for, he says when an unclean spirit comes out of the man, it's seeking rest, okay? And I was trying to find that scripture. Cause I was just in it yesterday. That was really what this whole video is going to be about. And I'm looking at the scriptures and I'm like, wait a minute. Where are the ones that I was going through yesterday that was talking about that? Okay, Matthew eight. Let's see if it's Matthew. Hold on, bear with me, you guys. Bear with me. Okay, is it eight? Nope, it's not there. Okay, let me look. Mark five, no. Wow, I'm like really dropping the ball today, guys. <laughs> oh, man, this is totally not going as I planned it. But I was trying to find that scripture when Jesus was talking about when an unclean spirit comes out of the man. Here it is. Okay, it's way down on the page. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. It's verse 43. So it says, when an unclean spirit goes out of the man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Okay, so this was in Matthew 12. It was just further down the page. I was like panicking. I'm like, oh my God, Lord, what is going on here? I just completely lost my mind. So, you guys, I thought this was very interesting. In order to really understand what's going on here, empty, you gotta go back up to when he was talking about a house being divided against itself. He goes, therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men there's so much to say about this all right so let's let's talk about this blasphemy every sin and blasphemy blasphemy is just you know speaking bad about sacred things speaking bad about god right but he goes therefore i say every blasphemy he goes every sin of blasphemy will be forgiven men but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven but will not be forgiven men why is this important to understand? First of all, what is a spirit? A spirit is thoughts, emotions, and will, okay? The only way you can be changed as a person is by your thoughts, right? You have new thoughts, new perspectives. Things that you, you once you know, you know once used to engage in all of a sudden, it's like you get a new perspective on that or you realize you have your own burden and your own shame within it and you're like, wow, okay. um, I'm gonna change, you, you end up changing, right? You get a new way of looking at that. So now you have a different motivation. You have new thoughts about it. God's means of changing you is by his thoughts. That's why he's giving you a spirit. If you constantly speak bad against the thoughts of God, you are not going to be changed. And that is the only means that God has now to change you is through the thoughts that he's going to give you. God's going to give you his thoughts. He's going to give you insight and understanding. But if you walk, if you work against those thoughts, you're working against him. You're living divided against God. Jesus is making the point that no kingdom can be divided against itself. Are you living divided against the spirit of god within you because you don't understand really the function of how god even operates within you right this is why i think a lot of people struggle so if you go down here right so now you're divided as a person right you could you can be divided against the thoughts that god has for you and then jesus goes either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad He's like, look, you're either one or the other. You're either going to be made in the image of God or you're going to be transformed into the image of Satan, right? Which is he's the father of lies and he's an unclean spirit, right? Demons, unclean spirits. You're either going to be clean or unclean. You get to decide at the end of the day. And I will say this, this is why you need Jesus Christ, flesh and blood every single day, because he's what gives you um, the ability to overcome all those, the unclean, right? Unclean thoughts unclean motivations, whatever that makes you unclean that you've become aware of in your life. This is why Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with him. Okay. And so it's important for you to understand the function of Jesus' forgiveness in your life, right? His flesh and his blood, his flesh is the revelation, the insight he gives you. And then his blood is just the forgiveness he gives you. When you fall short of that, when you realize those things about yourself, He literally gives you the strength and the means that you need to become the person that he's created you to be. You don't have to do it on your own. You're not going to be able to do it on your own. And the truth is, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it on your own because you don't always understand what is governing you per se. How many of you actually know the thoughts that are getting in your head for the reasons you do what you do at times? Have you ever consciously acted upon an unclean thought, right? So you, you have to realize how important the blood of Jesus Christ is. You need it or you will not live, all right? So he's like, look, and then he goes, brought a vipers. He's He's talking to the Pharisees. How can you being evil speak good things? You guys have to remember, the Pharisees completely denied that Jesus was God in the flesh. They're living against the spirit of God, right? But they're trying to like say that they're good, but they're denying the very thing that makes them good. They're living divided, all right? So then Jesus is basically telling them so some of the scribes and Pharisees, uh, we want to see a sign. He goes on, you know, calls him an adulterous generation. And then he goes, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. Oh my gosh, this just scared me. My daughter just walked in. What? Yes. Dry, dry place seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, sweat, and put in order. Okay, the house is empty per se. The Pharisees were empty. They did not... They were not living underneath the spirit of God. If they were, they would have accepted Jesus Christ. But they're empty. So what happens is they 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 get they got uh, they get an unclean spirit out of them. But guess what? They're empty. Who's who's going to possess them per se? That sounds like kind of creepy, but what I mean is like if you are not go- governed by the Holy Spirit by God Himself, other unclean sp- spirits, right? Are going to govern you period whether you recognize it or not our flesh is just an empty vessel right you know but God's given us the spirit he's given us the soul you know and I, I, I've done plenty of videos talking about the difference between the spirit and the soul but you operate all by thoughts as a person right that's kind of what makes you alive per se is you can think and do and if you don't have the Spirit of God you are very likely to get controlled, possessed, influenced by unclean spirits, which are demons. It says he finds he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. You guys ever meet people that, uh, you know, look like they have their crap together, like the Pharisees did, outwardly, but inwardly, he said they were ferocious wolves, right? I mean, they were void of, of the love of God, the spirit of God. It says, so now the spirit, he go, this evil spirit, When he uh, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last day of that man is worse than the first. So the point I wanted to make today, you guys, is if you're not possessed by the Holy Spirit, if the Spirit of God is not in you, if you are committing blasphemy against the Spirit, you will not be forgiven. Because again, God's only means of changing you is with the thoughts he gives you. God wants to give you new thoughts about you, about your life, your circumstances. He wants to give you grace, love, the ingredients that you need, right? You just have to be humble enough to receive what you need from God. But if you deny the spirit of God, if you're empty of the spirit of God, you are so vulnerable to wicked spirits, to unclean spirits, unclean thoughts. You guys, I I thought about this today, this morning, this thought kind of just hit me and it was this. Let me see if I can find it really quick. You guys are so much on these papers. So let's keep it moving. (laughs) It says you don't need to be a Christian to see the results of evil being present, but you need to be a Christian to have authority over it. You know, if you want to deny God and you're like, I don't need him in my life. That's cool. But guess what? You're not going to have any authority over unclean spirits and evil, right? You're going to entertain all kinds of unclean thoughts in your head and, and take your life in places that you never thought it would because you don't have any authority over it if you're not a Christian. The only one who has authority over unclean spirits is Jesus Christ. That's why you need Him in your life. So evil thoughts and unclean spirits don't overtake your life. That's why you need Him. You can go ahead and live without them all you want, but then you're also going to experience the consequences of that as well, the results of not having a clean spirit in you right? All kinds of depravity that you could possibly think of. All right. So the point today I wanted to make with all the, you know, little confusion I just had there at the beginning of the video, you guys, um, is you need to be filled with the Holy spirit in order to overcome any unclean spirits. You need God's good, clean spirit in you, or you are going to be susceptible to even more wicked spirits out there. And I don't know about you guys, but it's pretty dang dark out there and ain't going to get any lighter unless you light up per se, unless you let God light up your heart, give you understanding, revelation, insight, right? Light, truth. Truth is light, y'all. If you if you can't learn to discern the truth in the context of your life, what you need, how God's influenced you, you can't influence anybody, period. It's just the way, just the way it goes. But you guys, that is all I have for you today. If you wanna read, let me go back to the scriptures. It's gonna take me a second because I'm actually excited. I'm working on a bunch of different things right now. So there's so many notes in here. But, um, okay, hold on. That was something I was doing yesterday. Let me see if I can find what I was working on today, you guys. If y'all are still with me. I appreciate you. Okay, Matthew 12, Mark 3, Luke 11. Those are the all three scriptures that talk about a house divided. And you got to read further down in the page when it's uh, talking about when an unclean spirit. That was verse 40, 43 on Matthew. I thought I had it down to 25. It's through 43. That way I know for next time. So, anyway, you guys. Get a clean, get God's spirit in you. You need it or you're not going to (laughs) survive. All right. That's just the way it goes. You're going to be susceptible to all kinds of evil if you don't have the spirit of God in you. So uh, that's the consequences of being an empty vessel is, you know, more wicked spirits. I don't think you need any more wickedness in your life. Right. I mean, most people that I know want to be free from it, but you cannot be free from it without Jesus Christ and what he's come to do. You know, it's amazing when Jesus Christ would walk up to people that had demons. Did you know that one of the demons came and worshiped him? Like even the demons are loyal to Jesus Christ, even though they work for Satan, because it shows you he has authority over every dominion and power, okay? So even the demons believe in tremble. They're like, oh Lord, are you gonna punish us now, right? They're like united in evil, but they recognize Jesus' authority. You need to recognize Jesus' authority. You need to humble thyself, you need it, all right? So anyway, you guys, I'm gonna pop off here. I hope this was helpful. Thank you guys for listening to today, and uh, I will talk to you guys next week.